0: Hey, Big Blue Nation, it's time for Morning Tip-Off on Talk Radio 1080. Now, here's UK basketball legend Kyle Macy and Michael
1: Bennett. Good morning, Big Blue Nation. We're at the hump day. This is Morning Tip-Off. I'm Michael Bennett along with Kyle Macy. Shannon's still on vacation, but we got Billy in the booth for us. Billy in the booth. Yes, we do. Morning Tip-Off being brought to you by the... Say it, Kyle. Welders. Plumbers. Local five hundred two yeah.
0: plumbers, pipe fitters, welders, and HVAC technicians.
1: Thank you very much. If you'd like to join us, call us at five hundred two five seven one ten eighty eight seven seven nine zero four ten eighty or at Morning Tip Off. I put a tweet out yesterday asking about the uh, you know the ongoing questions that are going on regarding uh, players, coaches, or it's mostly players though that you see this getting on Twitter, Kyle. And, and vocalizing their frustration. And you've seen it a lot more with fans as well. Uh, and, and fans, I don't have a problem with doing it. I, I hate it when we do it against our college teams, because, you know, the recruits are looking at it and it's like, why would I want to go to a school where their fans are this uh, uh rough on their own players and schools? But when, when the players do it professionally and in college, uh. I have a tough time with that because you just got to believe that that's not the way you want to put out your laundry and and, and show your dirty laundry to the public. Don't you agree with that or no?
0: Well, also, you got to know if you have any sense at all that the coach (laughs) is going to get back to the coach, whatever you say. So you're right. I think the best way would be to actually set up a one-on-one meeting with the coach if you have some complaints there and and express your concerns or communicate that way uh, as opposed to... Throwing some stuff out because, you know, they've got their accounts and file whatever they put out there.
1: Well, and I guess the one that would uh, I would be overly concerned is the one Eric Bledsoe. we talked about that a couple of days ago. And he, the first things out of his mouth is I don't want to be here. How would you think as a fan you would like to see something like this? like, OK, if you don't want to be in my hometown, play for my home team, then get out of here.
0: And, and our money is going towards your salary of how right. many million dollars a year, so does that mean you're not going to give your best effort when you're out on the floor? Uh, now, the other thing is, and and I don't know anything other than I saw the quote, what was the comment before that quote? Was it, I had a flat tire, at, and I'm at a restaurant, and I don't want to be here? <laughs> <laughs> or th- were they talking about the situation actually with the Suns? The coach was, was know, fired. Right. The coach yeah. was fired after three games, although they had an, an average loss margin after those three games bigger than any in NBA history.
1: Yeah. So, Which makes it tough right there. So, uh,
0: well, uh, but yeah. he is part of that though, that margin, the fact that they weren't playing any defense. And as always, you see, whenever they replace a coach, bring a new guy in, the new guy usually wins his first game. And that's what happened. <laughs> Who did they play, though?
1: I, I'm not even sure. Oh, okay. They won, okay. Well, that's a good thing well, I got a lot of response on that on uh, our Twitter feed and and Facebook so if you'd like to uh, put your two cents in worth you can call us or you can get on at morning tip off five oh two five seven one ten eighty eight seven seven nine oh four ten eight on the Linux phone line now what you do last night Michael what did
0: I do last night uh went out to dinner and had a nice Big fat steak. Do you like ever eat at home? Like every night I I ask you what you did. And you, you, well, I went to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I eat at home every now and
1: then. But, you know, <clears throat> I'm by myself. I mean, what do you expect me to do? I'm not going to cook for one person. I don't know. Only thing I know how to cook is is water. So, uh, and that's not real tasteful. So, yeah, I went out and had a nice steak with a good friend of mine. And that's it. What's the big deal? I just asked. Okay. I'm concerned. Do do you not go out? I know you're on
0: your own. I
1: am on my own. Well, maybe I could be invited over to Lexington
0: and have dinner with somebody. I don't know if you have any good friends over here. You got a lot of them, (laughs) sounds like in Louisville. So,
1: (laughs) good morning, Kyle. Thanks for picking me up off
0: the ground. Hey, you know, um, excuse me. um, There, some notes have come out. We we don't want to just talk about Kentucky sports we do but, but we, we also want to talk about some other sports yes we do and i and have one schools. specifically yes well and before you get to that um yeah. there's yeah. been a few announcements i think we need to give first off louisville had a uh big win last week in the football field didn't they knocked off florida state yes they last did. weekend yeah, yeah that was last saturday so we need to compliment that victory and, and almost then, lost it in the very end if it
1: weren't for um, i believe it was a quarterback that uh, fumbled the ball a la the game last year against UK and U of L. So they almost blew that ball game. Florida state did. I mean, U of L did ifs and buts. Yes, that's right. That's that's right. right. Okay, Uh, But
0: on the basketball court, uh, slowly, David Padgett's been putting his staff together. Uh, First hired Trent Johnson, who was a former coach that he played for at Stanford. Uh, Trent then went to LSU for a few years before he moved on to TCU. And then uh, left here. I don't think he was coaching. I know he was out at least one year, maybe the past two years and so was available to come in as his top assistant. Then they brought in R.J. Evans, who I don't know a whole lot about, and then um, Greg Paulus, who played uh, at Duke, also played some quarterback for Syracuse. Right. Uh, so you know he's getting that staff put back together, and um, I'm sure they'll be having some, I guess they call them red and white scrimmages or inter- exhibition games coming up. Right. And uh, so it's about that time of year on the basketball court. Well,
1: let me ask you this. I know that uh, I was watching the news last (coughs) – excuse me. I was watching (laughs) – sorry about that. I was watching the news last night, and um, they had the rankings uh, of the basketball teams within the ACC, and UofL had dropped pretty significantly. Now, it's the the same players, but it's a different coach now. Do you agree with something like that, that you lose your coach – your ranking within the uh, conference
0: falls. Well, I think they they have the capability of still being a good team, but with all the turmoil that's gone on and you know you lose your seniors, you've got some new guys coming in, although one won't be playing, doesn't look like, um, it's, it's going to be an adjustment. And any time you bring in a new coach, it usually takes a little while. Uh, but there is definitely still a talent level where they'll, they'll be very competitive with all those teams, and who knows, they may get on a roll and, and win a bunch of games. So, I think from a team standpoint, you look at it as a challenge and got and to play with that chip on your shoulder that, hey, we are the same guys. And, you know, just because our coach left, uh, obviously, you know, a coach that was, well, he's a Hall of Fame coach, I guess, isn't he? Yeah,
1: yeah, he's so, a Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, so, you know, they're, they're thinking for a new coach, his first year coaching in a Division One program, you know, but who knows? Maybe David Padgett just hits a treadmill running and, yeah, but was, it, was it deserved, though?
1: Was it deserved that they fell down that much or fell I, at I, all?
0: I think that's just the mindset. Riders, they all, oh, the Hall of Fame coach is gone. They lose the, the top recruit. Uh, so I think that you, the, as a player coming back from the team that's on the team, that's yeah. all they went from a high-ranking to towards the bottom, you, you use that as a challenge. You go out there and just lay it all on the line every day and play your best and just kind of to prove people wrong. Right. So Okay. Right, what did you end up
1: doing yesterday? It's always about what I'm doing. I went out to dinner. What did you do? Did you eat at home?
0: I went home and took a nap. <laughs> My no, God! No, I didn't. <laughs> um, did some individuals uh, over Transylvania with players. Now we had practice, uh, a late practice. So that was pretty much the day. Well, what about <laughs> last night, though? Where'd we practiced dinner? six o'clock, so I got home about nine. Yeah. What'd you do for dinner? Uh, my wife is real good about a versatile dinner so I could just warm things up or just she times it. So when I get home, it's, it's okay. right. So okay. I eat when I got home. That's pretty exciting. I think, oh, she had, I think she had the voice on. If you want to know real details, I watched yeah. a little bit of that. <laughs> wow. And then This Is Us. That was another show. And then went
1: to bed. Hey, I never heard of that. You didn't <laughs> even watch the World Series. I can't believe. I did. All no, right, so, I switched that on. So I'll here's what's going on. I'm watching the ball game last night, the World Series. And I started texting you, and he's like, who's winning? I don't have it on. It's, I had just it's like, gotten home. It's like every World Series, I see Larry King again. He's sitting right there in the back, and it's almost like he's not even alive. I'd like somebody to check his pulse, because all the crowd's standing up, excited, clapping, and he's just sitting there with his glasses. It's like they propped him up.
0: It looked so, like he had a Dodger jacket on, too, didn't it? His baseball cap. I don't know.
1: They, it's, it's like they blurred out his baseball cap. I, I never could read what was on his baseball it didn't look like a dodgers cap but he was perched up there in his seat front row and uh, i didn't see him eat a thing i didn't see him talking to anybody and then i love all these little candid shots of the celebrities that are there and of course you're going to get more celebrities in la than you are anywhere else but uh uh i never and and they always seem to be by themselves so they just switch him out okay here you're, uh, the, the, you're this famous actor. Here you're here for one or two outs, and then they switch it out with somebody else. I, I never understand that either. It's like I don't care who's at the ball game. Show me the ball game. But, <laughs> I, will say, <laughs> but I will say this. So you, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you watched the postgame show. Did you see that on the ESPN? No, I did not. So oh, they no. had David Ross, who I re- always really like, played for a multitude of uh, teams. Played, I remember distinctly from the Red Sox and then the cubs wouldn't he uh, the lead singer for van halen yeah that's it that's it that's yeah. david lee roth oh okay. this is david ross david <laughs> I, ross actually played for auburn so uh, he's an <laughs> sec guy and
0: you know was, that's one thing i, I did watch, started to watch the f- one post game show you had frank thomas right uh, big poppy yes um, who i love keith hernandez maybe no it may have been keith he played for the mets Yeah, and another player, and then the host. She had five or six guys post game. Yeah, really, five or six. Oh, uh, Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, A Rod. Well, okay,
1: so you had David Ross for a little bit before that came on, and then you had Mark Teixeira, who I uh, always played for the Yankees, first baseman. Right. Therefore, I never liked him. But uh, (laughs) David Ross came up with the greatest line that for some reason they had these green and white golf shirts, matching. Which I don't understand either. It's like, why are you... First of all, I'm used to seeing the guys in coats and ties. Now they're in these matching green and white shirts. They look nice, but why are we matching? Billy, we
0: got any David Lee Roth? Stop!
1: <laughs> You're not even listening to me. I'm so listening. to so Okay, the line of the night. Of course, you know Justin Turner... Hit the big home run. He's the guy, red hair, red beard, that long right Yeah, That's not a good look, by the way. No, it's really not. But uh, he hit this massive home run to put him in the lead and essentially won the ball game for the Dodgers. But uh, So David Ross is after the game and says, well, I guess it's the hunt for red October, which I thought was a great line referring to uh, Justin Turner's red hair. So uh, anyway, I thought that was kind of good.
0: That was a long way to go to get to oh that Oh, my gosh
1: killing me (laughs) but yeah and i want we're going to have chris burke uh former baseball player for saint x university of tennessee and the astros from louisville he's going to be joining us at bob in the hour i look forward to talking to him a longtime friend of mine but uh I, i i'm anxious to talk to him about when is the last time if ever has there been a first pitch home run in a world series i don't think there has been but chris taylor was able to do that first pitch Normally you just let it go by, and it's a strike. But he went out there aggressively and hit it. That was fun to see. Got the crowd into it real quick.
0: See, I missed that. I, I didn't get to start till when, when did you uh, text me? About sixth inning, so I could see the last three innings, I guess it was. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And it was but, a pass. Hey, it did goes back to was... the same old thing, though. Who are you picking? I, I'm going with the Dodgers just because good pitching, they say, beats hitting. Well, my niece gave me a hard time yesterday.
1: She was saying, you're going for the Dodgers? Well, I picked the Dodgers. Not necessarily that I'm going for the Dodgers, but I think the Dodgers are a better team. She lived in Houston for, I think, four or five years. and Well, maybe not that long, maybe three years. And But I just think they're the better team. I think they're going to be the better team. They got the better pitching. And we saw that last night out of Kershaw. Sure. I, he had 11 strikeouts. That's just phenomenal. Yeah, it is, Michael. That's phenomenal.
0: Let's take a break, Michael. (laughs) Okay.
1: It's this morning tip-off on Talk Radio 1080 WKJK. Kyle might be back. I'm not sure. Good morning. Morning tip-off brought to you by Local 502, the plumbers, pipe fitters, welders, and HVAC technicians. I'm Michael Bennett along with Kyle Macy. Kyle, you want to get some scores out? Do what? <laughs> you want to give some scores
0: out? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> World Series last night, Dodgers topped the Astros 3 1 behind the dominating pitching performance of Clayton Kershaw. Seven innings, 11 strikeouts, and only three hits. Game two is tonight back in LA, a little after 8 o'clock, first pitch. University of Louisville update. Well, I think you had this on your schedule. We're going to talk about it a little later in the show. Lawyers for Tom Jurich are claiming the letter from the UofL Board of Trustees to their client, was intended to smear his reputation. Uh, Usain Bolt plans to enter into a football career, but I think that's European football, which is soccer, as we call it here in the United States. Uh, we talked about uh, David Paget has uh, added another member to his staff, and I, I didn't have a whole lot of information. R.J. Evans hadn't done that research because I was more trying to get to Greg Paulus was being added to the staff. But Evans uh, had a couple of years' experience under Shaka Smart at the University of Texas, and before that, one year at Nichols State in Dudley, Massachusetts. And a player, he played at Holy Cross, scoring over 1,200 points in his college basketball career. So there you get a little bit more information on R.J. Evans. He had been hired as um, to fill in, and then they promoted him to acting assistant coach. So he'd been around the program for a little while. Right. Okay.
1: okay. Is that all of them? That's it. Okay. Should we, should now you want to get into one more thing. Is that correct? Or you want to get into, uh, the postal letter? what do I want to get into? I don't remember. I thought you said you had one more thing you wanted to get into before we no, started. That was okay.
0: yesterday, Michael. Oh, was okay.
1: <laughs> I, I can keep my day straight. Cut me some slack here. All right.
0: So all you know is you're going out to dinner tonight.
1: <coughs> I, I, Are you okay, man? I have, I, I'm choking today. I don't know what's going on. So it's, it's probably because I miss Shannon so much, but, uh,
0: I must want to share one thing with you. This is, has nothing to do with sports, but just the crazy weather we've been experiencing. What was it? It's supposed to be 100 degrees, I think, in Los Angeles for the game tonight.
1: It was a record last night for a baseball game in the World Series as far as the temperature. Yeah, yeah. It, the coolest it got was 91 degrees. And the other thing is that that game was played in two hours and 28 minutes. Which is great. Yeah, That's it is. Saying. Yeah. It is. I I mean I couldn't believe that. I time can guarantee
0: you the the Kentucky football game Saturday on the SEC network will not be played in two hours and twenty eight <laughs> minutes.
1: And you know, it seems like college games are getting longer than NFL games. Am I wrong about that?
0: No, I don't think so. Okay. Five oh two, five seven one. You're right on that one, Mike.
1: Five oh seven I'm sorry, but, but what I was gonna say, we had
0: oh, we had hail here in Lexington yesterday. Yes. And then five minutes later it's bright sunshine. Really? It, it was the craziest thing. I mean, it was not golf ball size. It was just little pebbles, but still, right. it, it uh, covered you know the yard for a while. And then five minutes later, bright hot sunshine. What in the world's going on?
1: Exactly. All
0: right, let's talk about
1: this postal letter because unfortunately, there's not enough time to talk about this.
0: Uh, I have read it and read it. And re- did you have a chance to read it? I was trying to read as much as I could, but man, the print was so small, and I couldn't get my computer to enlarge it. So I, I, I there were a couple of paragraphs that were very interesting. I'll put it that way.
1: All right, well, let's let's start with your paragraphs. Go.
0: Well, I got to pull the letter up here first. Okay. And, well, and let me let he, me see if I can read it. Here's the part that really his lawyer
1: said he has done nothing illegal. Now that's that's a, I'm reading this out of the Courier Journal uh, article that was written yesterday. And uh, by Justin Sayers. And uh, I, I'm trying to figure out who accused him of doing anything illegal. Uh, he might not have done anything illegal, but who accused him? So a- am I wrong about that? He hasn't personally violated any NCAA rules. But under his watch, his department has. So it's it's almost gotten to a point where this whole process Between Jurek, Patino, and UofL has become comical.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I don't want to read the whole letter on air, but.
1: No, uh, no, there's several things I want to. As set forth in your position description, you had a duty to promote zero tolerance. That's the the paragraph I was going to read, too. Go go for it. No, no, go for it. That's the one. For infractions through education and enforcement, the letter states. However, over the course of several years under your management and oversight, university athletics and the university itself have been portrayed negatively, both locally and nationally, as a result of multiple compliance lapses occurring in multiple sports.
0: Okay. What school... In in response, you have deliberately refused or been slow to take any meaningful disciplinary or enforcement action And he has been consistently inconsistent with promoting university and promoting zero tolerance. Am I the
1: only one that feels this way? I don't know of another athletic department, athletic director that wouldn't have something like that written in his contract. Tell me if I'm wrong. Kyle, am I wrong? I I must be crazy having a hard time understanding what their uh, jerks uh, law team is referring to.
0: Well, which one do you want to address? Well, your that you're crazy or the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give the phone number after no, that. I, I, I think most language language in contracts for athletic directors, coaches, and such, um, there is that promoting and uh, keeping the um, portrayal in a positive way, the reputation, the... Um, all, all those things, I think, yeah, are going to be just standard in an athletic director's contract representing now, he, your program.
1: He's slow to react. Now, I believe from what I have learned is that Postal told Jurek to dismiss after the uh, last scandal, Patino, and Jurek was slow to react to that.
0: My question is, What have, have there been other the, – the, the paragraph said something about in, in others, multiple sports, I think it says, lapses, compliance lapses occurring in multiple sports. That's the part I can't answer. I don't know. So I'm of course, not gonna... that could be you know, somebody in women's softball. I'm just doing out of sport. Women's right, softball didn't right. turn in their their hours report for practice during the course of a week, one week, or something. You never know. Yeah, yeah. And they said when they went through the files, it says in the letter, too, that there was nothing about uh, meetings uh, with coaches, but he, Jurich's lawyers claimed he had a meeting every Monday morning with the staff and discussed disciplinary things and those type of things, so...
1: Well, but you also keep records of it. That's what he was saying. There were no records yeah. of it. So Jerk says, "Well, I can't find the records." Well, you know what? If you legitimately keep a record of past meetings, of uh, evaluations of employees, you're going to have it right there with you. You're going to know exactly where it does, uh, where it is, and it won't be any issue to find it. And they can't find them. Now, come on, Kyle. I, I, again, it goes back you know, to Hillary that. had a problem with that, didn't she? <laughs> that was emails. Yeah, <laughs> but I, 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 how dumb do they think we are?
0: I got to clear my throat again. Oh man, it's, it's the allergies that's killing me. All right, so yeah, here, uh, here's the paragraph. In addition, you've demonstrated a consistent and willful lack of supervision of head coaches as an AD. You're responsible for supervising head coaches, performing yearly performance reviews and assessments. Despite this obligation, our review of the Department of Athletics personal files for all varsity athletics head coaches some of whom have been employed by the university for well over 10 years, do not contain a single performance assessment or disciplinary memorandum issued by you. Okay. So do you believe that?
1: Do you believe that he has nothing out there? Or do you believe Tom jerk that, yeah, they're there. We just can't locate them right now.
0: I would say that he probably had at some point had to meet with a coach or have something, but now whether he kept records of them might be a different story. That, I don't know. But you got to believe that the AD's met with coaches time and time again over the course of 10 years. I, I thought the other part was uh,
1: uh, jerk's lawyer said, uh, was he worth the pay? And the lawyer said yes, and then some. That I, That's startling to me. How can he be worth that pay? The athletic department, as it's been uh, uh, shown now to be running in the red, He's worth that kind of pay and then some.
0: Well, the lawyer's thinking he's getting his percentage from the salary. And now that he's going to have some lawsuits, he's going to get some more pay. So, yeah, that's his and some. The future lawsuits that he'll be representing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then they say, this, uh, this isn't a laughing matter. I shouldn't be joking. And
1: about. then all this has been a, a smear, a, been a tactic to smear the reputation of jerk. And, and I'm sorry, but it's not a tactic to smear jerk. Jerk has already smeared himself.
0: So you know, it's it's gone pretty quiet up until this report came out. Yes. I mean, even you hardly hear anything about other schools. Uh, I guess maybe because we are local, you hear more about this. But you would think there'd still be some other things. And we heard for a while that uh, it may get up to forty schools and forty different coaches be um, involved in this situation. And, and but we we really it's gone quiet for the last. Really, right before we went down to Nashville for media day. Now, that's where I
1: will tell you right now, that's where I feel for UofL. Because it seems like it has been concentrated solely, uh, or, or at least heavily outweighing the UofL side than anybody else. You would think you'd hear some more from Auburn, Arizona, anybody else. Nothing else has been released, so you're right about that. Why is it so heavily negative towards UofL? Is it because Patino's
0: the biggest name? Probably yes, and and there are things going on there. I mean, they're taking action. So um, you know, Auburn has gone dead quiet. You've not heard a thing. Uh, the only comments we've heard from Bruce Pearl were down at the media day when they asked. He said he had all of his players were available for practice that day. The reporter asked if you had a game tonight. Would they be available for that? And he said we don't have a game tonight. So, well, five zero two five seven one ten eighty eight seven seven nine zero four ten eighty. We're gonna take a brick
1: uh, break when we come we back. We're we gonna, take? gonna take we're gonna take a break and a break. <laughs> and uh the uh, when we come back we're gonna have Chris Burke talk some baseball, talk about University of Tennessee, since that's where he unfortunately went to school. But uh, we'll talk to him looking forward to it. This is morning tip off on Talk Radio, ten eighty WKJK. Good morning, this is morning tip off being brought to you by the plumber, pipe
0: fitters, welders, HVAC technicians of Local 502. Was that Van Halen? No! ZZ Top. That is not ZZ Top. I thought we were, thought we're, ZZ ZZ thought we were
1: playing David Lee Roth. That's, hold on, hold on. I, I got this. I'm good at that's, uh.
0: Oh my gosh, I just drew a blank. Yeah, you got this. I do have this. <laughs> it's like the outfielder calling for the ball and just letting it drop. <laughs> <laughs> I know who this band is. I can't. Mine, think of
1: mine, it. mine. I got, I got. I know it. Oh. I know. It. All
0: right, come on, Billy. Tell us who it
1: is. <laughs> it's off the bumper that says Judas ZZ Priest. Top and no. it says The Grange next to it. No, it's it's Judas Priest. That's Judas Priest. You know better than me. Yeah, I'm positive that is Judas Priest. That is not ZZ Top. I know that for a fact. All right, let's bring him on. Joining us on the line next phone line, Chris Burke. Good morning, Chris. What's happening, guys? Not much. So, uh, how have you been doing lately?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Thanks
0: for asking. How are you? Hey, Chris, as a former Astro, how involved do you get in the World Series? As far as uh, watching every inning of every game, or you got a life? You do some other stuff that you can't have time. Yeah, to do we
2: got four little Rugrats, uh, so <laughs> including
0: Chris. Yeah,
2: yeah, five, I guess, with me. So we, I don't, I don't watch every inning, but I will say I've watched more Major League Baseball in the last two weeks than I watched the entire year. So it's been fun. I mean. You know, especially some of these young players that I don't, I'm not that familiar with. Um, It's been a real joy to watch some of these young Astros play. I just think uh, a lot of some of these talented young players, especially Correa, Altuve, Bregman, Springer, just a really talented group.
0: Chris, did you play any other uh, sports? Uh, You played some basketball at St. X, didn't you, in high school?
2: Yeah, oh yeah, I was yeah. I played them all growing up, and then when I got to St. X, I just did basketball and baseball. Um, still play a lot of basketball uh, to this day.
0: How's that but, jumper? Yeah,
2: I, I was I'm, my jumpers. My jumpers uh, come along nicely. Yeah, <laughs> I get my legs back, you know. I take the summer off, but so, uh, in the fall I get back into it. It's my jumpers coming back.
0: Good. Cause so like, so I, oh, that maybe, brings up the question, like for, for young. <laughs> For young kids, though, so you're one that would encourage them to participate in a lot of different sports. Don't just pick one at age four. Yes, and, and take individual instruction all year round on that one sport.
2: Oh yeah, we. Um, I mean, I've got I've got a, a daughter and three boys, and my oldest is eight. He's uh, finishing up flag football this week. We got a end of the year flag football tournament, and then we'll go right into basketball and. Yeah. Um, And then right into baseball. That's that's how we play golf in the summer some. And I'm a big believer in in what each sport can teach you and the experiences of each sport.
1: Are you there, Chris? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought we lost you there. there. Okay. Uh, You just finished your (laughs) statement. All right, then. Kyle, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for an invitation. I've asked him to go play golf with me. And uh, every time I've gotten to know, and he didn't, Michael, I'm,
0: do you notice like a recurring theme? Let's not go there. Not today.
1: <laughs> not
2: today. Not, not, I will say this my golf game is, is, is dormant at the moment. It is <laughs> it is non existent. So well, I, don't take that personally.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I've known Chris. Chris, how long have we known each other now? Six, About seven, seven years? Seven years or so? Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. And, yeah. It
2: was right after I retired. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, uh, you you've you've always been a good friend and of course you took care of my son mason and uh you're i I think you're the best instructor out there when it comes to baseball and and that's what elevated mason's game and for any of those guys that out there considering a uh a a baseball coach uh that can get some personal guidance on the pitching on the uh well not the pitching but the uh hitting and as well as fielding that's where i i think you uh increase his game even more to a different level was the fielding too so uh I uh, can't thank you enough for that, but you got Chris Burke baseball oh, going it. on here in town. And uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about that before we get into uh, your former career and uh, University of Tennessee?
2: Yeah, well, we, we coach kids here in this area. We have two different locations one uh, off River Road across from uh, the soccer fields down there by the old River Road Country Club. And then we got one out in East Louisville off of Old Henry, kind of by the uh, Trinity Tennis Courts. Uh, just just past the Gene Snyder, so we got a couple different locations to serve the greater Louisville area. We got five coaches, we got a couple pitching guys, we got a catching guy, we got three hitting guys. So uh, we can handle practices, we can handle individual instruction, we can uh, do everything under the sun as it pertains to baseball, and we love helping kids develop and work on their game.
1: And, and is there any reason you can't get any U of L guys? I mean, UK guys come over here and help you out every time I turn around. He's got Kyle. He's got some kind of uh, a kid that played, is playing you for U of L or played at U of L and, uh, you've got this one guy well, it named. It
2: turns F- out Louisville, Louisville, uh, is pretty good at baseball. Oh boy. Notice, okay, that's but, the, uh, you're cutting out, Chris. I'm, I'm you're cutting out. Very fortunate, very fortunate <laughs> to, uh, have some, some really good former U of L players to, to work with me.
1: Is that Phil, F- wonder looks still with you? Oh, yeah. Oh, that boy, yeah, so what a along player with, he was. Along
2: with moving into the real estate world, Phil is still <laughs> now, working with us.
1: this time of year, you know, a lot of the Louisville people here in town always remember a particular baseball home run uh, back in 2005. Do, do, are you constantly reminded of that in your head when this time of season comes around and you remember that hit that you had?
2: Definitely this time of year. Um it, it it comes more on the forefront. Uh, the postseason is such a special time, and you know it's it's hard not to remember that whole run, not just that home run, but the entire playoff run with with that group of guys. It's, well For those that don't VDI remember, group.
1: Chris, why don't you talk a, l- a little bit about that so they can get a little background what we're talking about?
2: Well, 2005, we we uh, we were in the playoffs. Uh, we were playing the Atlanta Braves in the in the division series, and I hit a home run in the 18th inning of Game Four to to win that game and ultimately win that series. Um, and then we went on and played the Cardinals. We beat the Cardinals in six games to go to the first World Series in Astros history and then ended up losing four really close games to the White Sox in the World Series. And and um, they were the champs that year. But this is the first time – that was the first time the Astros ever been in the World Series, and this is the first time they've been back since. So it was pretty cool. They brought me down. They flew me down for game one of the ALCS against the Yankees and they had a pregame ceremony honoring some of the players from some of the past. Oh,
1: that's seasons. great!
2: So yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun, and that's definitely. I uh, took my wife down there with me, and that's definitely uh, heightened our interest in watching the postseason. So, her and I watched Game One last night, and obviously Kershaw was world class as he as he tends to be last night. But there's a lot of series left, and the Astros have Verlander going tonight, so I like their chances.
0: Chris, does it seem a little strange with the Astros representing the American League?
2: It does. As a matter of fact, it's hilarious. I was down there, and when I was on the field before the game talking to some reporters, I literally, I just, I forget. <laughs> and, and, and it was like, it was like I was talking about the World Series, and we were talking about Alex Bregman hitting, well, he was hitting eight or something, and, and they said, yeah, the last time he hit eight, he hit a grand slam, and I said, yeah, but that was in New York when the, when they have a DH, so it was a little different. And the reporter looked at me like, they have a DH in Houston too, Chris. And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, it, was, it, was, it is really hard uh, for me to to remember that. i got to be very present in the moment or I will forget the fact that the Astros <laughs> – and that's the crazy thing. This is, so this is the first time they've been a the World Series since um, since we were there, but it's the first time they've ever been in the World Series as a as an American League team.
0: Yeah, how do, you, how do you describe that feeling when uh, when you finally make it to the playoffs after the long regular season? You know what? Michael's giving me the signal we got to no, no, take hey, a break. No, no, so no, hold no, that no, answer. No. no, no, no. We'll
1: hold that answer. Okay,
0: And he'll describe that can, when we come back from this can break. Can
1: you stay for a few more minutes, Chris? Sure. Okay, perfect. Well, we're going to take a, a break. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. This is Morning Tip-Off on Talk Radio 1080 WKJK. My gosh. Neil Diamond, that's what we're going with. Wow. Okay. Can you sing this? Come on. Chris, you and Kyle, sing along.
0: Sweet Oh, my gosh. Line. That's
1: bad. Joining us this morning on the Line-X phone line. There you go, Chris. Chris. Burke. And, and please stop doing that. Turn that stinking thing yeah, off. That'll be it. <laughs> That'll be it. <laughs> all right, Chris. Uh, now, go ahead, Kyle. I, I interrupted you because we had to go to a break. But uh. Well, I was
0: just going to ask him about the, the feeling. Because, the, you know, that's what all baseball players play for, to get postseason, World Series, those type of things. And and when you finally make it after your entire career, and I mean, the baseball season is so long, you get very few days off. It's just a whole different level of excitement. I was just wondering if he could kind of explain the feeling from his experience.
2: Yeah, you know, it is. It, 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 and it. I think it takes – um, getting to the postseason sometimes, especially for younger players, you almost have to get the taste for it. Um, you know, I think the professional game on many levels can become so individualistic and so stat driven and so money driven that if you don't experience the postseason early in your career, it can be hard to really um, keep your priorities from a team standpoint in line. I think. From my standpoint, it was, it was awesome from a college experience having played in the world, in the college world series and then playing in the major league world series as a rookie. You know, it's much easier to get through the ground of the season when you know what you're playing for, when you've experienced, um, the, the joy of team baseball, because just being honest, there's a, there's a, a hefty part of the season that can get, um, pretty monotonous. And can feel like I said very much um, individualistic, and so once you get in that team environment and, and get the feeling of playing for it all, and put personal stats in the toilet, and just do whatever you got to do to win a game, uh, it's a beautiful thing, and it can it can certainly yeah. propel, uh, especially a young group like the Astros, and really the Dodgers. The Dodgers have a young core as well. Um, onto a run of where they um really have prolonged success. Now our group in Houston was a, was very much a veteran group and so we weren't able to to maintain it, but that 05 year was kind of the culmination of a pretty long stretch of the Bagwell biggio era. Um that started kind of in the mid 90s and then finally culminated with a World Series appearance in 05. Uh but yeah, it's it it really is um the cherry on top of the season. I mean, it, it is a true joy to, to experience postseason baseball because there's just nothing like it.
0: I, I get asked this a lot, uh, although it was a lot longer time ago, uh, but for you, what's, what's been the biggest change since you've been out of the game for the young players nowadays and back when you were playing?
2: Uh, I think the biggest change from where I sit is in instruction, and I think it continues to improve um, baseball you know, I, I said for years was was kind of in the dark ages as far as the, the coaches were teaching the same thing, you know, in the 90s and the early part of the 2000s that they were teaching in the 50s and the 60s. And things really hadn't evolved. And that has changed significantly in the last decade on the pitching and the hitting side of things. I mean, it's certainly not an accident that you see so many guys throwing in the mid to high 90s. Uh, I just think sports-specific training and Uh, The science that's out there has allowed guys to get to a place where they are going to be able to reach their maximum potential from a velocity standpoint. Um, And then from a hitting, and especially from a swing instruction standpoint, people are finally understanding that uh, the way the bat is supposed to move uh, and the angles that are necessary to create maximum launch on the baseball. And because it's in vogue now, hitters are given the freedom to try things that maybe they weren't in in previous generations and I think that's why you see guys like Chris Taylor last night who had one home run in 379 career bats and I think last night was his 25th home run if you count the postseason of this season alone Justin Turner some Daniel Murphy some of these guys that have completely changed their careers because they've they've gotten good instruction and they've been able to execute it uh in the framework of the game and I, I to me that's what I see is the biggest difference in the game today as as it was even when I played.
1: And that's one of those things you mentioned Chris Turner because uh, I distinctly remember you talking about it with me you never take the first pitch. I mean and you never hit the first pitch because you as a as a batter going in for the uh, top of the inning for your team you always want to see especially when it's a new pitcher you want to see that uh, couple of pitches so the the batters behind you uh can get a feel for his pitching style and he goes in there First pitch of the game swings and hits a home run. Were you a little surprised by that?
2: Well, I, you know, the, the, in the major leagues it can be a little different because you have so much information on people, right? right. So, right. you know, if you're in a high school game and you're KCD and you're going to play <laughs> Henry County on a Tuesday afternoon and you have no clue what the guy on the mound has, right? then I think it helps your, 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 your team for the leadoff hitter to see Okay. As many pitches as he can in the first at bat, but if you're Chris Taylor and you're facing Dallas Keuchel, who's been in the big leagues for six, seven years, and you've got, you know, dozens of pages of of, of uh, history on what he likes to do, and he throws, you know, first pitch fastball ninety eight percent of the time over the middle of the plate, I'm feeling pretty good with the bat. Hey, let's go up there and, and take a rip at one, and maybe put a quick point on the board to start the ball game. Right. 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 So, that's a little different scenario. I will say this: even under that scenario, uh, if you're going to swing at the first pitch off a guy like Dallas Keuchel, you better hit it hard because the last <laughs> thing you want is to make a soft out on the first pitch of the game. Because yeah. now you're, you know, that's a shot in the arm for the other team. So, but yeah, hitting a bomb in the first pitch of the game is a pretty good way to get the party started. Yeah, it
1: was. Now, let's switch gears a little bit because you know, as you know, Chris. I'm definitely old school, and when I say you went to the dark side, I'm not talking UofL. You went to the dark side going down to Tennessee. <laughs> and, of course, we've had many numerous Man, debates. shots at everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. This is my free chance to do this. Come on, Cal. Because I get to control the conversation, unlike the other times that we're together. He controls the complete conversation because I know Tom Brady is the better quarterback than Peyton Manning. So we're not going there, but he is oh, better. Yeah. Uh, But uh, now let's go to uh, your former college, University of Tennessee. Uh, And, of course, they're playing Kentucky this weekend. Two things. What do you think of what's happening down there with your team? Number two, what's going to happen this weekend?
0: Well, first off, Chris, let me ask you, if Peyton Manning had played in New England, how many championships (laughs) would he have won? Stop!
2: Uh, A dozen. There you go. About a dozen. No. (laughs) We'll say this. Well, let let me let me just put a quick exclamation point on that. Peyton Manning was the number one high school quarterback in the country. He was the number one college quarterback in the country, and he got to the NFL and became the number one NFL quarterback. In the history of the just sport. couldn't hold it in, could you? Passing statistics. So Tom Brady was the sixth string at Michigan when he showed up. He was a seventh round draft pick and started because of an injury. So,
1: oh know, my he, gosh! He
2: had, now he's had a remarkable career, and I certainly would take him on my team. But if it pertains to the greatest of all time, I'll
0: Peyton Manning. Now, right. now we this, get we got the plus plus. Who has the better commercials? Stop. Peyton Manning. We got <laughs> oh, we got no, two minutes no, left in this no, show. Right. Come on.
2: Okay, on on to the current debate, which is both of our pretty pitiful football teams. Um,
1: I'm not going that far the, now. The, both the, of our pretty well, pitiful. <laughs> they were pretty pitiful Saturday. Would you
2: like to make an? Would you like to make an argument on the other side for your?
1: Uh, oh my gosh. Okay, go ahead.
2: Okay, so both of them <laughs> coming off embarrassing 45 to seven performances. One to the number one team in the country. One to an unranked team. Um, <laughs> We will say that my guess is it's actually going to be a pretty entertaining game. I think both teams will probably uh, come out and play. But Tennessee, poor Tennessee, hadn't scored a touchdown in 14 quarter, So I, I would expect that they will figure out a way to do something better on offense. Uh, I, I expect Kentucky to play great because they should – Smell an opportunity that comes around about once every 50 years, which is a chance to beat Tennessee. So
0: I think it's uh, 30 years, gonna, not 50. I'm going to
2: predict, I'm predict he a meant fifty. entertaining game that Tennessee wins 31-28. to 28.
1: Oh, and so that's going to prolong everybody's just nightmare at Tennessee because all they want to do is get rid of Butch.
2: They do. It's, it's kind of a sad deal. I mean, the fan base is, is, is not in a good place right now, and you, you hate to see that because, you know, you only get – Twelve games a year, and to think that some of the fan base has gotten to a point now where they they're they're not even rooting for Tennessee to play well is uh, right. Kind of a sad state of affairs. I will I will never be in that place.
1: All right, so you're not going to the ball game this weekend? Is that fair to say?
2: I'm not going to the game, but uh, I will be watching every second of it.
1: All right, Chris. Well, we got to let you go. Thank you so much for coming on the air with us. It was it's always right, guys, a entertaining. It. Nice, Chris.
2: Kyle, hang in there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks,
1: man. Tom okay. Brady is better. I'm so
0: sorry. He feels my pain. He feels my pain. <laughs> Have a great day. All right, Kyle, you want to tell them who we got coming up tomorrow? Tomorrow we got Doug Flynn talking a little more World, World Series baseball, and then we'll also get back to the Cats and, and uh, volunteers on Saturday. And then Friday, we
1: got Rich Brooks coming in, which I'm real excited about. So we'll see you tomorrow. Take care, Kyle. This Peace m- out. <laughs> this <was> Morning Tip Off. <laughs> Talk Radio 1080 WKJK.